there! Welcome to There Is A Season. I'm Scotty. And I'm Michelle. We have... Oh, um... Well, as we said last time, there is a lot on our minds. But, disclaimer, putting it out there. This is not meant to be political. This is not meant to be anything like that. This is not to be stressful. I'm not trying to make it stressful, I guess. We just want to be helpful. And that's our whole purpose of putting out these next few episodes. There's a lot to unpack, like, what the Bible has to say about our future and what we see going on in the world right now without getting too political, without getting yeah, we're not, into, we're you know, crazy to. conspiracy theories or whatever <laughs> that is out there. Um, just wanting to discuss how we handle the world. And I know we've talked about this a little bit on another episode. I know we have. But, like, how do we handle what's going on in the world? Currently from, at this moment. Yes. From like, a Christian perspective. Yes. As a Christian and as a follower of Christ. And where can we find this in our Bible to give us peace of mind when we're unsure ourselves of where on earth the world is going? Because mm-hmm. I look at the world we live in and think, what are we going to do? What is going on? How in the world are we going to survive this as our, our own nation? Like, and I'm not one that follows the headlines. I'm not one that watches the news. I'm not one. I hear my news from what people tell me. (laughs) Yes. For instance, apparently Ben Shapiro raps and I never even watched (laughs) Ben Shapiro ever in my life. So I, I heard about it from a friend. We watched it. I was like, Oh. Oh, oh wow. He raps. Okay. So apparently it's really funny, but I've never watched him. So we're not going that political. No, but no. But I just thought it was funny anyway. Definitely not. But I know a lot of people that keep up very, very closely onto what is going on in the world and what is, like, not even the world, but the United States. You know, we're, we're in an election year. And we have no idea who our next leader is and where does this lead our country and... I know many, many, many people that are fearful mm-hmm. because of that. I've so, talked to many of my coworkers. Just honestly, within the past couple of months, I had two specific coworkers who were very, very concerned that America might not be a country anymore at right. one point, and trying to have that maybe real conversation, I guess, but down to earth conversation of okay, let's. Let's trust God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, yes, America is not a country in the next 10 years. That's pretty soon, right? Yeah. And it I, is. That's in it, our lifetime. In a very realistic view, I said, well, um, if that happened, yes, it would be sad because more than likely there probably would be some bloodshed. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time our country has seen a civil war. I was going to say it, it wouldn't be either. the first time that right. our country has seen a war. It's... At well, least, our country is very divided right now. Like, right. we and are so very divided al- among trying to talk to every them. topic. That would know. be sad. However, and what I brought up was there have been many, many, many countries that have risen and fallen over the course of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that happens to America, we as Christians, well, and people in general, and I said we as Christians can trust that the Lord has it in his hands. Right. If it is his plan that America is no longer in existence, then he still has a plan for us. And if he calls us home, he 
calls us home. Yeah. And I know that's really sobering to hear, but if but he, that if he calls us, yeah, if he calls us home, then he calls us home. And if he doesn't call us home, that means he still has a purpose for us. Yes. Just like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. were literally marched out to Babylon. Right. They watched their friends and family die around them, and the only reason they were saved was because they were good-looking and they were smart. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that kept them alive. Yeah, I've actually just been doing a study on Daniel and, you know, those stories that we hear in the first six, I think it's first six chapters of Daniel are the ones that we all know as a kid and Mm -hmm. the ones that, you know, he was taken from Babylon and he endured all these things and he prayed and he was sought highly among the kings. But the whole book of Daniel is on kings and kingdoms and the rise and the fall of all these kingdoms. Yes. And then after those stories you get into deep deep prophecy and that's where I'm at right now and I'm like it is so far over my head that I'm having to go back like two and three days in a row reading the same passage and listening to a commentator on it because I'm like I have no idea what this is talking about and I I take the Bible at at its face value Mm -hmm. you know and when they say that this was written 400 BC and then you're talking but it's prophesying hundreds of years into the future Mm -hmm. and then this kingdom rises and falls exactly how the book of Daniel says it's going to Mm -hmm. and you're like this is insane and it prophesies that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and you know it doesn't say the Lord Jesus Christ is coming but it says a king is going to rise and he is going to shed his blood for you know his people and it literally talks about how he's coming to save his people, you know? And so it's really quite remarkable. So anyway, one thing that I do want to read, because it, I think, will give us all peace of mind. Mm -hmm. You were the one that brought this up, was Isaiah 40. God is so much bigger than what we even realize. And when... We are worried about where our world is going, and we are worried about, like, will our nation still be a nation? Right. Isaiah forty twelve says, and it's talking about God, it says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? So you think of all the water, all the oceans on the earth, and you figure the earth is not the only planet, and that's the thing we have to realize. We're, I mean, yes, we might be the only people out there, but the earth is not the only planet out there that God created. Mm -hmm. And we lose sight of that. We get so narrow-minded of, oh, me, myself, and I, and my little world here in Michigan. Yeah. But God holds the waters of the entire planet in the hollow of his hand. And you hold out your hand, and I think I could probably hold 12 drops of water in the middle of my hand. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he holds all the waters in the hollow of his hand. Maybe seven for the seven seas. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. And then it says, and meted out heaven with the span. Like, here we go. Here's all of of space. Yep, right there. Space. Like, you think of everything that we have seen. Like, you look up the Hubble telescope on your phone or on your computer and you look at all the pictures of the Hubble telescope because it is the most powerful telescope and it is remarkable well what it has seen one of my favorite things that I got to do with some of our kids at church last summer so I was doing um our children's ministry while the the lady who was doing the children's ministry was gone at camp for Mm -hmm. the summer 
I try to do each Wednesday evening service as a like a summer type theme. So we did one night was s'mores, and I broke down like the layers of a s'more to remember different things, like oh, okay. start your day with prayer, and then um, next do I forget what the layers were, but then they we made s'mores and we got to talk about the different layers of start your day with prayer and end your day with prayer, and um, so those are the graham crackers and okay. other things. So. One of them was stargazing, and mm. I got to talk to them about how if you actually study the constellations. So, for example, Virgo, meaning virgin, a lot of the names translate into the coming one, or, like, the Messiah comes, or mm. he, who, he who comes, mm-hmm. like, those types of things. So, prophesying that there is someone coming, yeah, um, and that all goes along with that constellation. So, I broke that down for the kids, and then I also got to show them a video of how big space Mm -hmm. is and seeing them I'm laughing hysterically like in my head because they are white knuckle holding on to the desk in front of them going it can't get bigger it can't and then all of a sudden our sun disappears off the edge of the screen and they're like ah and they're screaming and then it just literally okay so then here's this sun and then there's this sun and then there's this sun and you can't even see where our sun is no, supposed to be it's like a little speck in and the then corner. the one sun who was that was giant and took up the entire screen yep. disappears off the oh corner and then it just keeps getting bigger and it shows the black holes and the nebulas and mm-hmm. the gas giant gases and literally all the giant suns that literally engulfed like our entire galaxy are gone and then it goes galaxies and galaxies mm-hmm. and galaxies and they're just holding on white knuckle to the desk like minds blown yes. and here's these little like 10 year olds and they're like what and i'm like and then i brought it all back of and god loves you yes and god looks at you mm-hmm. and knows every hair on your head yes and that i mean honestly that that will probably stick with those kids for the rest of their lives because i was an adult when i saw something like that Probably, I might have been late 20s, 30s maybe, and I saw something like that and my mind was blown. Yeah. And my mind is still blown because you forget how amazing and how big our galaxies are. And we, like I said, we get so wrapped up in our little world of me, 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 and you know, the world should revolve around me. What about me? Why aren't they listening to me? Why isn't everybody wanting to see me? Why am I not important? Why am I not getting the promotion at work? Why am I not getting a raise? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you are not the most important thing here. It just blows me away. Another thing that I see here that isn't the most important thing, and I'm kind of cringing even thinking of mentioning this, because I know it's going to be like, a taboo subject to bring up, but we were talking about, like, America might not be a country, maybe. And I'm not saying that because I don't like America. I love America. Oh, yeah. Like, to the point, <laughs> to the point where, like, I think of America and then this song, like, God Bless the USA, like, yeah. comes into my head, like, and I just, I, I love our country. I, I feel like, not a lot of people in my generation feel this way, but I feel very patriotic, and I think it had to do with 9-11, because I was growing up in school right after 9-11, mm-hmm. so a lot of our projects were very patriotic. Like, a lot of our coloring sheets were, like, the eagle in front of the flag, <laughs> or when I first entered into 
middle school, I remember seeing that they still had this giant American flag on the wall from kids who were only a couple years older than me that had colored it was almost like a patchwork quilt, but oh, it was color yeah. pages. Yep, I do remember and that. And it was up on the wall, and it made a giant American mm-hmm. flag. And it was right after 9-11 to help promote patriotism, and we're coming together as a country. And I know that wasn't the case for everyone, that at, at, in some places in America there was some racism towards those who were of Muslim descent or those who were of Arabic descent, and just a lot of fear in that way, too. But I also remember the patriotism. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that helped build who I am to love our country. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, in this passage of scripture in verse 15, it says, Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted Mm. as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And I'm going to jump down to 17. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. That's power. Wow. I have a hard time reading that, but if you think about it, okay, I guess I can't say God didn't make nations, but he made people. Mm-hmm. And he made people with a soul so they could have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Now, we have our communities of people, and... We made our nations, and that's fine, too. I guess you could say the last time we all worked together was Tower of Babel, and he had to separate <laughs> us because we were trying we were trying too hard to do what we thought was best. I, I guess, yeah, I can't say that he didn't make nations, but they're not as important to him. Yeah, the nation is not the as nation, important yeah. as the person. The, the patriotism the is not as important to him as his creation. Mm-hmm. It's It's not. To him, it's vanity. And so my patriotism for America, even though it's great and I love my country, and I, if called to do it, I probably would die for my country, for people. Mm -hmm. However, compared to my relationship with Christ, compared to what God has called me to do, my, my citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. My citizenship is not here on this earth. Yes, physically I am a citizen of America, but I'm a citizen of heaven first. Yeah, and And I think we lose sight of that, and it's hard when, you know, most people, even Christians, are afraid to die. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling this way, oh my gosh, as a teenager, I remember thinking, like, how am I going to die? Is it going to be painful? I don't want to die painful, and I guess... Watching TV as a kid and as a teenager, you just automatically, I don't know why, I automatically assumed I was going to get murdered and, like, shot. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Did you think that, like, when you were a kid? I, well, mine was more of, like, um, I'm going to get kidnapped and tortured and then I'm going to die. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like, these are the things, and obviously we should not be watching shows like that as a kid because that's how I assumed I was going to die was, like, some torturous way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, if only we could all be so lucky to... To die of old age. Die and, peacefully in my sleep. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, most old people do, but, mm-hmm. I mean, some of them, it's pretty horrible. Or they die of cancer, but they're still dying of an illness, like, in the hospital or in their home. Like, most people are not dying of a gunshot wound or being tortured in somebody's basement. Like, I don't know why in the world I thought that as a kid that that was the number one way that people die. <laughs> right? So, I do remember feeling very afraid to die, 
and even probably as a young adult feeling very afraid to die, even as a Christian, but it was more of not afraid of what's happening after death. It was as of how I was going to die, you know, like, is it going to be painful and torturous and, you know, so those are the things that I remember, like, fearing. Yeah, so when we remember that God called me to stand up for him, so whether that is, like, somebody is torturing me and wanting me to renounce my faith in God, and I have seen that, I'm hoping and praying our country never gets to that, Mm -hmm. but honestly, I don't think it's that far off either. And so if it came down to that, I need to make sure that I am strong enough in my faith to where I will say, yes, I will still stand for God, even if I'm afraid to die. Yeah. And that's where I had to get to a place in my life where I had to say, I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid of the pain. I hate pain. I oh, will. Yeah. I am a wuss. I do not like pain. Mm-hmm. And so I am afraid of pain, but... A good friend of mine at, at church, my, my old man friend, he's my very good friend at church. He's like, you can't threaten me with Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah like, I've heard that you, several times. Yes, you like, if somebody threatens my life and threatens to take my life, I'm with Jesus. Like well, He probably, <laughs> he's already had, he already went through Vietnam. Yeah. And the man has enough shrapnel in his body, he could be Tony Stark from Iron Man. <laughs> sure could. And then he's been struck by lightning. I think more than once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, he's such a great guy. And he should write a book. He mem- should. A memoir. He should. I I need to get him with an author. I know an author, actually. Yeah, you do. I do. I need to get him with her and, like, I know mm-hmm. two authors, actually. Yeah. But one's a children's book. The other one is not. But uh, he can write two books. Yeah, the children's, children's version and the not children's oh version. <laughs> but anyway, um, it I I feel like I had to come to a place in my life where I took God seriously enough to where I knew He was going to take care of me, and I knew what comes after this life is all that should matter. Mm-hmm. And I know things that matter. And like you said. God loves us enough to take care of us. Yep. He provided coffee for you for four years when you couldn't afford to buy it for yes. yourself. Yes, and he, he did. still provided it by gifting it to you through tons of people, all different people, yeah. not even the same person. Right, yeah. In all different ways, in all different... It was hilarious, honestly. Yes, exactly. So God loves us enough to give us those small things in life. He really does, and he wants to see his people taken care of. That's mm-hmm. why says all things work together for good for those that love God to those who are the called yes the called according to his purpose we are his called people Mm -hmm. and he is going to take care of us one thing I want to know on that too is he is going to take care of us but it might not be the way that we think that he's going to take care of us because I'm sure Daniel didn't think hey I'm about to get you know, I'm about to watch everybody die, yeah. and I'm about to get thrown you know, into a fiery furnace. And well, no, Daniel wasn't thrown in the fiery furnace. Oh, his friends were. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm about to be bound and shackled and marched off to Babylon, 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 <laughs> Babylon, and I'm gonna have to stand for my faith as a teenager, and literally refuse to eat meat. Only eating vegetables and grains, maybe eating a vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. 
because I'm standing up for my faith and I'm going to literally be mocked and ridiculed and possibly beaten into submission, but I will not submit and I will not bend because I know my God is real mm-hmm. and I know that he's taking care of me. And this is before the New Testament. This is before Christ came. Yes. And you think these people, they didn't even have written scripture down. They were told, I mean, he might have it by the time oh, Daniel. Oh, I was going to say, it probably was read in the yes, temple. Yes, it yeah. was. But they didn't have their own copy to study. No. Like, I have it on my phone that I can study any time of day mm-hmm, that I want mm-hmm. to. Plus, I have probably ten Bibles, at least, in my house, if not more. Right. And then all the Bible commentaries and all the Bible books and all of, yes, a whole bookcase of books on the Bible that I can read in ordering devotionals online that I want to get a better understanding. And they just understood God's word Mm -hmm. and took it at face value because they trusted the Lord. And we have trouble trusting the Lord when we have all of this technology to trust him. And we look at it and we're like, eh, do I trust him? I don't know. I think the hard part with that, though, is we have everything. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we have everything at our fingertips. We can do, and I'm doing air quotations for those who can't see me, we can do everything. Nobody can see you except for me. Right. <laughs> for those who can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone. <laughs> but we can do everything in our power, in our own power. Yeah. And I'm putting that in air quotations because we really can't. No, right, but right. we think we can because we can supply everything of our needs if we have a good paying job and everything, right. obviously. So if you have a good paying job, you can pay your bills and all that stuff. So, for example, um, I'm going to use Heath and I. My husband can fix our own vehicles. We don't have to rely on a mechanic. My Mm -hmm. husband can fix all the plumbing and piping in our house. I don't have to call anyone for HVAC. He can install everything. He just went over to a friend's house yesterday to help hang a a whole wall of drywall and sheeting. And they just made a whole new room in their house. Literally, like within two hours, my husband helped... He was holding up the drywall. Throw in some screws. Here you go. Thanks for having us over. Like, it was great. And so, like, we don't have to rely on anyone, really. We go shopping, we get our groceries, we come home. Oh, the vehicle's making an issue or having a sound. That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. <laughs> making an issue, having a sound. <laughs> making a sound, having an issue. Woo! Um, okay. Our vehicle is making a sound and having an issue, and he just does it. Or he'll take it over to a friend's house that has a hoist and throw it up there and be like, Oh, yeah, I got to take out the transmission and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, or for me, it's like, oh, I bought these curtains and they're too long. Okay, I'm just going to hem them or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. not like this this outfit needs to be mended or whatever. <coughs> we don't have bread this week. I'm just going to make a loaf of bread. <laughs> I'm on a bread kick right now. <laughs> so, things like that where it's... And then... Yeah, we have technology. I can call whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can look up whatever I want. If I want to take a free online course to go back to college, I can do that. And I Mm -hmm. don't have any issue. And I don't have to have to rely on anyone, but I need to rely on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where we lose sight. And I think that's where technology is great, but it is very damaging. It is. To a society. Do you want your mind blown? Because there's this study of Daniel that I've been going through. Um... And granted, this was a commentator I was listening to, so I don't know. I haven't done my own study or, like, I have not mapped out the timeline of Daniel. But according to scripture and the timelines that they have figured out, 
Daniel was. Do you know how old he was in the in when he got thrown into the lion's den? Um, I guess I can't think off the top of my head. Eighty. When he was thrown in the lion's den? Yes, when he was put into the lion's den, they are speculating that he was around eighty years old. Man, did I know that? I know. That's what I was wondering I too. I was like, my mind was blown at that because I'm like, eighty? Can you imagine throwing? Papa, <laughs> down in the lion's head, like, sir, you are not inviting. You have broken the law. You are not being thrown in prison. You're being thrown in a den of lions. Literally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I watched a video, a reel, of a dude sitting next to two lion, like, male, giant male lions. And one of them, one of the lions started, like, roaring, like, kind of mouthing at him. And he took his... He had, like, a slip-on Adidas sandal and slapped the lion in the mouth. <laughs> and the lion was, like, shaking his head, like, shook it off and was like, okay. And then the lion, like, the two lions are just sitting next to him. And he just, like, whopped him right in the mouth. And I was like, I showed it to Heath. And I was like, this is Daniel in the lion's <laughs> den. With his slide. He takes off his slide and just whops him in the mouth. <laughs> Don't you think about eating me. <laughs> oh. His sandal. Papa in the lion's den. I know. As... Like, poor Papa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Join us in our next episode as we continue this conversation, bring in more practical helps and encouraging Bible verses. We hope a little bit of this was encouraging, and we hope that you had a couple of good laughs. We hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.